Change is the new normal. Change creates uncertainty. Change is also an opportunity. The moment we learn to embrace change, our entire experience with change becomes more rewarding. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Riv, and in this episode, I want to talk about change. See, change is the new constant, it's the new normal. Change, it really, when we think about it, is nothing new. We've all seen, heard, and experienced change in our lives. I mean, just think about, like, there's tons of examples here. Let, let, let's go back to one of my favorite ones. I mean, at some point, many of us all left home to go to college. That was change. I mean, like, seriously, we left the comfort of our own house to go off and go live in a, you know, 10 by 10 or, you know, 15 by 15 room with a total stranger. I mean, talk about change, right? I mean, that's, talk about something that's laced with anxiety and and, and nervousness, right? Um, how about the moment we decided to move out or to, to move uh, from one home to another, from one town to another, from one state to another? That's change, right? There is I mean, I'll date myself here, but we can go back into tons of history of like music. Like I remember growing up and and the the thing I was most excited for on Christmas was to get a new album. Then it became, you know, uh, eight track tapes and then cassette tapes. You know, I know I told you I was dating myself, right? Then it was all about CDs and we carry those big CD like boom boxes around, right? I mean, then it became like iTunes was a whole new thing that kind of hit the market. And now it's about streaming services. Right. I mean, think about Spotify and Pandora. Right. It's all about streaming music. So just think about how music has changed over the years. Think about TV. Right. Black and white, then color, then cable. I mean, I remember when we had our first cable box years ago and it was on this long cord with these buttons we used to push. Right. And then now look at where it is today. Right. We have, you know, flat screen, large flat screen TVs hanging on on the walls right? We get access to Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon Prime and and there's Apple TV and there's Fire Sticks, right? The whole cable industry is changing. In fact, my kids don't even have a uh, subscription to cable, right? It's like, so think of how that has changed. Now, let's think about it in a business context. I mean, I remember years ago when I was working at Sun Microsystems and I remember being in California and I remember listening to Scott McNeely. He was just an amazing, just rock star. I, I loved, I loved working for Sun those days. I, I Scott used to inspire the hell out of me, just listening to him. And I remember being in California, and he was going off on one of his big uh, talks to to all of us. And he was talking about, hey, someday you're going to buy your groceries online. They're going to be delivered to your house. Someday you're going to buy Christmas presents online, and and send them to your your relatives. And I remember looking at my buddy sitting next to me going like, I think Scott's smoking some shit right now. I'm mean, like, like, there's no way like that's really out. It was, it was a thought that just wasn't in our heads. Like, I think at the time 
the Mozilla browser just came out and Netscape and we were just starting to tap into the internet. And here it is now, like, you know, I've gotten food delivered from HelloFresh or Blue Apron. So in reality, I buy my Christmas presents online one prime days, right? So I mean, like, seriously, so much has changed. And then there's companies that have not embraced change. Like I used to love Borders as a bookstore and Borders, see, didn't embrace change. They didn't embrace tablets the way Barnes and Noble did with the Nook. And guess what? Barnes and Noble is still standing and Borders is not. Look at Blockbuster, right? Video, like, you know, the Blockbuster video came out and basically they didn't adapt. And then Netflix put them out of business. Look at AOL and Yahoo. At, there was a time where they, they owned email. Seriously, like we, my first email account was an AOL account. Then I remember, yeah, I thought it was cool by going to Yahoo, right? And now they didn't embrace change and they got left behind. And look at now, most of us have a Gmail account, right? And then look at places like just staples, like, you know, brick and mortar places like Toys R Us are no longer in bankruptcy. And 90% of Toys R Us stores across the U.S. have closed. So the bottom line here is there's so many examples about change, right? And change can be involuntary. I mean, basically things that are outside our control, or there can be voluntary things that we plan for, a choice we make. So let's zoom in a little bit further into things that and look at investigate change in our present world. I mean, look at in in, in our in our day to day business, right? We we have change by we're trying to grow our business. We're getting new accounts. Every new account or new client we bring on is in some ways change. Every every client we offboard um, is is considered change. We have employee transitions. They we have we we hire new employees. We let employees go. We we promote employees. They take on new roles and new responsibilities. That all fosters up change, right? We reorganize and we transform our businesses and try to fuel it for growth. That's all change. We acquire companies or merge with other companies. That's all change. So, as like, I hope you get like it's like changes all around us. But with all this change it creates this an enormous amount of uncertainty, right? And this enormous amount of feeling of angst, right? Because people can be, you know, change itself can be unsettling for a lot of people. And despite the fact that we intellectually get, right, that change is a constant. I, mean, I just gave you a ton of examples. We inst- intellectually get that this is, this makes sense. We can, we can, our, our, our brains are wired to say, yeah, I get it, but doesn't make it any easier to deal with change, right? So why do we struggle so much? If we intellectually get it, why do we struggle with change? It's a great question, right? It's a question I ask in workshops all the time. Um, Is many times we struggle because we're skeptical. We're wired as human beings to be skeptical. We're wired as human beings to be uncomfortable when we step outside our comfort zone and change by, by design is uncomfortable. Right, it's, it's it's laced with a bunch of unknowns, and and those unknowns fuel feelings of being afraid. Maybe we're afraid of being judged. Maybe we're afraid something will go wrong. Maybe we've never experienced something that change is bringing about, and just that that unknown experience makes us uneasy. Or just maybe that simple fact that change is disruptive, right? Um, and that and that feeling of of, of disruption actually makes us vulnerable. And guess what? Bam. There is at the heart of change. The reason why most of us are unsettled with it is because we're, we have to become vulnerable and none of us like to become vulnerable. Right. But the reality is vulnerable is a learned skill. 
right? We have to view change. We have to learn to, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but change our relationship with change. We're going to have to learn how to view change differently, look at it through a different set of lenses, right? So let me ask you, is what if we view change as an opportunity, not something we fear, but instead we welcome and embrace? Like what if the very skills we need to develop are the skills of actually embracing change? I mean, seriously, think about that. How would your world change Again, no pun intended, but if you had the skills to navigate change more effectively. See, I want you to, to think about this. I'm going I'm to give you something that I think is really profound, is that I want to tell you that change is not the problem. The problem is our relationship with change. The problem is our thoughts about change. The problem is our resistance to change. Change by itself is not the real problem. The real problem is us, right? So why do we resist change? We resist change because we haven't learned the basic skills of resiliency, of flexibility, of adaptability. And before you kind of like jump down my throat, like most of us will think, well, yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty resilient. I'm pretty flexible. I'm pretty adaptable. We think we have these skills, but if we really did, guess what? We wouldn't struggle with change. It's been my experience that most people associate change with losing something. That could be losing control, losing status, or just even simply losing security. Many people worry that change means more work or more sacrifice. I mean, just think about it. You get a new client, right? You win some new business, and and most people on your team will turn around and be like, oh my God, like that means we got to work longer. That means how are we going to support that? I mean, they immediately associate the winning of, of a new opportunity with the losing of something, which is more time, like their freedom, time that, that they have right? That's just how our brains are wired, right? Others will wish things will stay the same just because it's easier, right? You know what to expect, right? See, many people struggle to change the things that are actually trying to change them. Think about that for a second, right? Life brings us every single day a variety of opportunities to grow. And what do we do? We reject them. And then we complain we don't have any opportunities to begin with. I mean, it's insane, right? Other people uh, dread change without any specific reason why. It's almost like it's this habitual response they've been pre-programmed to respond with. Like, oh, well, I just don't like change. And when I hear that, I'm like, really? Seriously, think about that. Like, like so you, you, you want to stay in like fourth grade forever? You don't want to go to fifth grade? You don't want to graduate high school and go to college? You don't want to move out of your house someday? I mean, seriously, like, where, are, where do these habitual responses come from is that we've been pre-programmed with them since we were little kids, right? See, many times we think we know what to expect every single day. Let me let you in a little clue. The reality is we don't, right? We can't predict life. I mean, what's that saying that I'll probably mess it up, but I mean, go something like, you know, we make plans and God just laughs, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth, right? The one constant in life is change. Again, change is not the problem right? Resistance to change is, right? The change itself is normal. Change itself is all, change itself is, it changes about life. It's our resistance to change that's the problem. It's our thoughts, it's our patterns, it's everything we've been pre-programmed to think about change. That's the real problem. See, I want to encourage you to look at change from a different perspective, to a different set of lenses, right? I want to invite you to think about change uh, completely different, right? As opposed to something you fear or as opposed to something you get annoyed with or frustrated with, I want to, to share with you that, you know what? 
if you think about it correctly, is change actually invites us to grow our resilience muscle, right? And resilience, by the way, is a key leadership quality, right? I see so many leaders in just about every industry, at just about at every level, right? And But especially new, newly appointed uh, leaders, like people who just get promoted for the first time, I, I see this more often with them, is that they have this overwhelming desire to have a team or a business that is problem-free and one that doesn't require any change. I mean, like, they get annoyed or frustrated that they have to deal with business challenges or that, that the fact that their business has to evolve or their team is growing or someone leaves their team or someone joins their team or they get new clients or they get re, uh, the, they have to adjust. And I mean, like it is just, it's all around us, but we have this desire. Like it's almost like it's putting us out. Like, like, oh, oh my God, like, you know, God forbid I have to be asked as a leader to deal with change. That's your job. Make no mistake. Business is all about change. No industry is immune to it. The growth of any business, again, in any industry, is clearly dependent on how well its leaders embrace change and manage through it with ambiguity, or I'm sorry, manage through the ambiguity with resilience. Easy for me to say, right? Um, see, to, I wanted to just encourage you for a second to think about this, uh, is that change actually is helping us right? The, 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 the thought pattern around what we think is actually hurting us or setting us back is actually trying to help us. It forces us to adapt. Change forces us to take risks. Change forces us to become vulnerable. Change forces us to open ourselves up to the unknown, right? As leaders, right? Your continued growth, as well as mine, right? We're all in this together, right? As leaders, our continued growth is simply to become comfortable being uncomfortable. And then our job is to help others do the same. See, change is an opportunity. And you can harvest an enormous amount of trust with your team during uh, times of change. Whenever someone talks to me about, like, how do I get my team to trust me more? Or how do I build trust with my team? The first set of questions I go to are like, tell me about what's going on in your business. Tell me about what's going on in your team. What's changing? And I try to connect the dots for people because I try to say, like, you know, it's during the times of change where you actually earn your leadership trust stripe. You actually earn a ton of stripes that way. So, the, so, so here are a couple ways that you can earn trust with your team during times of change. First, it's really simple. Keep your team informed, right? All right. I love to tell you it's more complicated, but keep your teams informed about potential changes. The faster things change, the more often you need to communicate. Don't keep your team in the dark. There's nothing that's going to uh, build distrust more than keeping your team in the dark. So when change affects everybody, I, I encourage you to pull the team together, right? When it affects individuals, Call a one-on-one -on -one meeting. And in both cases, just make it super clear. Like, don't, don't over-engineer it. It's just like, hey, hey, guys, here's what's changing. Here's what's staying the same. Here's what that means to you today. Here's what that might mean for you in the, in the foreseeable future. Any questions, right? Um, so let's unpack this a little bit further. What happens if you don't know all the details? I mean, I get that question a lot. Like, okay, Rev, I can do that, but like, I don't know all the details about what's going to happen. And I always smile. I'm like, ah, okay. You know, this is where everybody gets tripped up, right? Because we, we think about uh, what I'm saying is like, is 
I want to keep my team informed, but I don't have the plan or I haven't incubated the plan or I don't, I'm not ready to share all the details of the plan. See, we as humans struggle with ambiguity. This is what I was trying to say a little earlier, right? When my tongue, get, my tongue got tied is, but, but tell me, what do we really know is going to happen next? So why do we struggle with ambiguity? It's because it's uncomfortable. We, we, we have this feeling like we're supposed to have all the answers. And guess what? We don't. We have to learn to become comfortable being uncomfortable. We have to learn to deal with ambiguity. We have to learn to be okay with sharing what we know, even though what we know, it doesn't represent everything we need to know, right? Being comfortable with change is a learned skill. Change by design is bound to create some anxiety. It's bound to create some doubt and it's bound to create some fear, both in your own mind, at least like I'll speak for myself. I mean, change creates those, stirs up those, those feelings inside of me. And also I want to raise your awareness that if you're having those feelings, I bet your team is having them uh, twice as much, right? So I want to encourage you to listen to the concerns of your team and acknowledge their frustration when you're, when you're dealing with change, when you're asking them to embrace change. The simple fact is that people need to heal, feel heard, right? Don't dismiss their feelings as, as being unimportant, right? The simple fact that they're uneasy, the simple fact that they're, they're worried about what this means to them, doesn't, you shouldn't think any less of them. They're just human beings expressing their concern. And, and simply all they want for you to do is acknowledge it. You don't necessarily have to solve all those problems, but you do have to acknowledge it because that's how people feel right? And people just want to feel heard. And the best way that you can help others embrace change is by demonstrating it yourself. When you listen to the input others have um, and the frustrations you have, and then you model or role model the expected behaviors you want from them, you begin to build trust in a whole new way. And, And whether you're resistant or excited about change, the reality of it is people are going to follow your lead. So if you're excited about change, guess what? People are going to follow and be excited about change with you. If you're resistant to change or you're worried about change, guess what? They're going to be twice as worried. So hear their concerns, share what you know, and then simply just role model the way. Let them see you embrace the unknown. Let them see you become vulnerable. Let them see you become comfortable being uncomfortable. And then you earn the right to challenge them to do the same. If you're leading under a great amount of uncertainty or intense change, and many of us are, different degrees, right? Start brainstorming the risk factors and likely contingencies with your team. Just that part alone helps to ease people's mind. Is to say, okay, what is, you know, what are the potential risks here in front of us? If, if some of those were to occur, what are some of our potential contingencies? But then make sure you wrap the meeting is that and coach people through some potential scenarios, right? You want to wrap it in a positive way. And because you are teaching the team not just how to respond to changes, but also what it looks like and feels like to respond effectively to change. Change is the one constant we can count on in life. So we might as well embrace it. So here it is. I want you to try this this week, right? I want you to kind of whisper these words or make this your new mantra is that change is not the problem. My resistance to change is. And then share this with your team. Share this podcast if it helps, right? Let them see you become comfortable being uncomfortable 
and then challenge them to do the same and watch how your entire experience will change, actually begins to change. All right, I got to run. I hope you guys have a great week ahead. Um, And remember, you always have a choice. Don't worry about where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You have an opportunity right here, right now, to embrace change. You have an opportunity to listen to your team, solicit their input, hear what they have to say, and become a role model for, for so many people, right? Remember, change is not the problem. Your resistance to change is. Whether you're resistant or excited about change, others are going to follow your lead. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.